Hello, and welcome to another episode of Are You Done Yet? The podcast about your work and project management challenges. I'm Mike Taylor with Innovative E, and as always, I have with me Brian Quick. Hey, everybody. Hey, so Brian, we got the holidays behind us, got all the uh, R&R, the vacation, all the stuff all packed away now. We're mid-January, and we're, uh, we got a lot to talk about for 2022. It's going to be an exciting year. Yeah, sure is. I'm really excited about it myself. We've been spending a lot of time, you and I and others, um, we're also working with a marketing firm to talk about, you know, what do we want to be? What does Innovative E want to be? And what's our point of view that we bring to the table? And it's really refining things that we've been talking about for the last, you know, year and a half on this podcast, as well as, you know, you and I have been kind of around the block, so to speak, in our project management careers. Yeah. We formulated opinions. Um, and we kind of see what's going on right now with the uh, market trends and things like that. And we're just solidifying that. So we wanted to talk about that today and then give you, the users, the audience, uh, an opportunity to give give us your feedback or point of view. Um, we're going to post this to LinkedIn. It's going to be on YouTube. You can always use the comments there. Or you can get to us at info, dash, info at innovative-e.com um, if you want to just share your opinion about what you hear today. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's January 19th, Mike, yeah. already. That's hard um, to believe already. <laughs> All right, January's two thirds gone already. Yeah, and you know, being new to the to Florida, you know, we've been here for a couple of years now or in the Jacksonville area, as some of our viewers know, I talk about that quite a bit. Um, big change from Chicago. <laughs> big change, and you know, I, I wrote down sort of the uh, the difference, I think, um, comparing to Chicago weather, what the months are like in Jacksonville, St. Augustine area, Florida. So I've got a, I've got it written down here. So January is kind of like November in Illinois. And then it goes um, October, August, 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 <laughs> August, August, October, October. And then November, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's as cold as the mapping gets. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So if you want to live basically with with August and the occasional October, and you know it does, it is kind of cold today. So I think yeah, have, January, about two or three weeks is, of cold. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my theory is January is kind of like November in Illinois yeah. because it could freeze. Um, and it, so it's 37 right now. It was 35 last night, and it's uh nine o'clock, about quarter to nine in the morning right now. It's it's 37 degrees by three o'clock. It's going to be 71. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I told my wife, I said, I get well, winter's over at three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> three o'clock. Turn the turn the heater off. Turn the air conditioner on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we digress, but you know it, it's been it's been great you know experience for us. Anyway, been a, tra been a transformation for you moving down and and like you said it's been yeah. kind of we're, we're going through a transformation. The whole industry is going through a transformation. <laughs> There's uh yeah. you know a lot that's going on. Um you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, the events of the last couple of years have, have kind of come up with this whole new hybrid kind of work that's accelerated the digital transformation journey. And that's a big reason you talked about the marketing firm working with. It's not just marketing. We're working with um, right. you know, our internal teams and our partners to kind of transform what we're bringing to the market based on what we're hearing and what the capabilities of the technology is and try to stay ahead of that so that we're building towards the future with our, with our offerings and our products and our, and our partner offerings um, and products as well. Right. So that really kind of brings it home. So what, one of the things we're talking about and kind of the themes, we'll, we'll throw you a couple of themes here and kind of maybe get your feedback on uh, 
on where you think, you know, where you think we're going with this and whether we're on the right track, love to hear from you is we're, we want to reimagine project management, right? So a lot of you would say, okay, great, you know, whatever, reimagine, <laughs> reimagining something. He's probably going to talk about, you know, things I've heard before, but reimagining project management and sort of what that means in, you know, today's world in 20, 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, and, he, and here's what we think it means, you know, transforming project and work management into a competitive advantage. Yeah, so that's, that's they, huge. Yeah. You can almost, you can almost so, pause there for a second, right? Yeah. Say, what, what do you mean a competitive advantage? Project management is right. a necessary evil, right? And yeah. You got to do it to get stuff done. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to build project plans, except for the project managers, right? But none of the, all the workers, like, that's not my job. You know, developers, your engineers, your people getting stuff done. They're like, that's too much, too much work. Right. I hate it. <laughs> right, like reimagining project management for for someone that, you know, is basically staffed to a project would mean I don't have to basically tell the project manager what my status is all the time and I can just do my job. Right. Maybe, maybe that's what reimagining project management is for that individual. Mm -hmm. And maybe reimagining project management for a project manager would be I don't have to spend as much time asking people. Yeah, how, chasing data, right? Right. It's chasing always it's a perpetual issue. Um, you know, finding things and and aggregating data is using spreadsheets right. and emails and SharePoint lists and databases and everything else to pull the information and put it in places that you can then get right. something meaningful out of it to finally get to the point where you can make a decision. Yeah, we've been talking about that for years. Is like how much time people are spending putting together a PowerPoint deck on how the project's going on a weekly basis just so they can post it somewhere and someone may or may not even look at it right so transforming project management reimagining sorry to that person would mean maybe i don't have to do that anymore maybe the system could do that for me and then you know transforming project and work management into a competitive advantage that's that's a heavy statement mm -hmm. as you said you know taking that basically your your best work, your project management that's going on and on you know, the most important initiatives that your organization is working on and to trans transforming that from just keeping track of what's happening to mm -hmm. your project management and your ability to execute on these projects well becomes a competitive advantage in your area, in your field, whether that be in healthcare or in financial services or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a, a few pillars you're starting to hit on them there of what that transformation means. It's not just words, right? It's right. it's allowing everyone to participate mm -hmm. in whatever in whatever you know role that particular stakeholder needs to participate as easy as possible. And that's that's saying a right. lot too. So you know it's been traditionally very hard for people to and you take think about your traditional project and work management systems and PPM systems. Um, that you have a core set of folks, your project managers who have access to all the data, then you have your constituents, your stakeholders, your executives, and then you have kind of your some of your team members that are a lot of team members that are doing work. And then you have other people right. that are kind of on the periphery, getting all those people the right kind of licensing from a tool <laughs> perspective and getting right, right. all the information in a way that it's there and can be easily manipulated has mm -hmm. always been a huge, huge challenge and a huge lift. And those things are changing. The technology is changing and right. the concepts around it are changing. We heard, a, um, right. I think we mentioned this in another podcast, but we heard one of our EPMO um, customer, the director of one of the EPMOs say that they're really moving away from kind of the, the traditional role of the PMO and mm -hmm. the triple constraint. 
you know, the time, budget, and um, you know, scope. So they're really looking at how they can include everybody, be more inclusive for everyone to be in, involved, like you like you were saying. So that's a big pillar right, right there, I think. Yeah, it's huge. And I, I've always said that, you know, when people have said, yeah, I don't want to involve the team members and have them do the self-updates, which basically, which basically automates what we were just talking about. If, if people are able to use the system um, and put in their progress against the plan, then the project manager doesn't have to ask them what's going on and it can flow through. That's been the PPM system solution to it is tell me what you're doing, tell me how much time you spent, and then I'll automate that delivery to the project manager. And that was fine several years ago, but what we're talking about is taking that to a whole nother level and saying that that the that just do your job. And mm-hmm. and basically we're trying to build systems and have a vision for we'll keep track of it for you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to take that extra step. And that's when the revolution is going to happen. That's when right. doing the work is actually keeping track of the work. Right. And having yep. intelligent systems that are collaborative enough to say, okay, just in the in in the course of doing business, the course of completing your day, basically the system is intelligent to know enough to know what you did and then right. reflect that in reporting. Yep. So and, that's the vision. Yeah, and maybe maybe this is a good time if I'm not getting ahead of myself. Um, I know you were going to talk a little bit more about kind of that central collaboration. We've talked about it before, yeah. but how, um, you know, in the Microsoft ecosystem, that has really coalesced around the Teams product, the Microsoft Teams product, and how that, right. that product is really just, you know, Microsoft, and we've said this before, <laughs> you know, they're, they're really trying to end context switching, which is, means you can stay right. in one type of um, application basically, or environment the whole day as mm-hmm. much as possible. It's never going to happen entirely, but that I think right. that environment is is Teams for Microsoft. And for others, yeah. it can be, you know, uh, custom-made portals and things like that, which we're mm-hmm. working with some some customers on that kind of uh, concept as well. But the idea is that you you really, you, you maximize doing the work, and in course of doing that work, you're not having to switch over to all these other tools, and right. the information is being put into, and it may be moving into a tool, a project management tool like Project for the Web or Project Online or ADO or you know something like right. that, and but you know most of the people are still just working right here in this collaborative Microsoft right. Teams environment, which is huge. Right. And okay, so that's it, right? So that brings it all home is like how how the heck is the system going to know what I'm doing and be able to keep track of it, and why? How can using um, and completing my everyday work, how can that be translated into reporting? Well, let's just use Microsoft Teams. Let's just do that. Just use that all day long like you have been already, like a lot of you have been already. I'll share an infographic right now, Mike, that basically explains how prolific Teams has really gotten. Here's um, the infographic. So take a look at this. Wow. So, right. So, I mean, just, and, and I think the, the, um, the global pandemic, you could say, and I think Microsoft would also say, and they have that, that accelerated Teams growth because you have hybrid work yeah. going on. And, 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 and it's here to really stay, just right? kind of shot it in the arm, not to use a bad analogy. Yeah. <laughs> but look at this. So 91%, um, of the Fortune 100, which is of course 91 companies use Teams, mm-hmm. and more than 500,000 organizations use Teams. And some wow. of you are saying, "Okay, I'm on my, you know, I don't use Teams." Okay, but 
if you're using the Microsoft platform, chances are you're probably going to be exposed to it soon, if not you haven't already. And when you when you get into it, it's kind of kind of addictive. I mean, I'm in it all day. I do everything in Teams. Yeah. Um, even this podcast. So yep. I'm in it all day long. You know, you're you've got contextual documents that you're working on on these projects. You've got the ability to have to pull a project schedule into the team's experience. You've got the ability to pull reporting into a team's experience. Just stay there. And by staying there, we're gonna we're gonna decrease the the distance and increase the proximity between the work you're doing and the representation of that work in the data, because you can just work in teams and the data will be represented. That's our goal. Yeah, so it's really, it's, it's taking that whole concept of collaboration and that you're collaborating in that team's environment right. and allowing people to stay for the most part in that environment and and let mm -hmm. the work, the it's in it's multiple levels of collaboration. It's it's the people to people collaboration and it's also the applica application application collaboration. So right. it actually, you know, in many ways, we're looking at ways to use and and you know, the it's not there's no no big uh, secret here that we're using all the modern Microsoft technologies. It's not just Teams. We're using the Power Platform and the Dataverse and those components to be able to bring all this stuff together. So it's all about Microsoft Teams, and it's all about kind of using that as your system that you're in all day long, not context switching to other things. And we can bring the project management experiences and the data collection into that. Um, into Teams. So that's right. what we're trying to do with our Teams for Project Management, Teams for PM product that we've been talking about. Um, it's a power app, and uh, what it does is, you know, basically pulls the data from Project Online and Project for the Web into a, a common Teams um, experience. experience. It pulls in risks and issues, changes, lessons learned into that experience as well, and allows you to um, to report on them without ever leaving Teams. So your whole yeah, and it's, it's actually, that. yeah, exactly. And it's it's even more than the reporting. It's actually just if you take a, a Teams for PM and Project Online implementation, if you didn't have Project for the Web, it actually makes Project Online better because it, yeah. it pulls that. It, it's 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 not just better together. I guess it is it's better together Teams and Project Online. But what it's and and the power of platform, it's pulling that information in and you, and then presents it in ways like you mentioned issues and risk and we've talked about this it, it presents it in a grid so that you can actually go manipulate these issues and risk and it goes back mm -hmm. to a particular project without having to go to project open the project right. plan go to the issue issues risk in that project plan and update it there you know there's like six steps there we do it all in one step and, right. and that's actually something people have asked for for years. I mean, there's a bunch of these pain points we'll start to check off that, you know, just through doing all these project management and work management systems that we've implemented over the years, you know, hundreds of them. We've heard these same kind of uh, pain points, these friction mm -hmm. points. One is, hey, yeah, this is great. This Power BI dashboard or this Tableau dashboard that shows me all my issues and risks. Can I click on it and go change them? No, because that's just a report. No, now all we're right. making, you know, the collaboration between the applications happen. Mm -hmm real time so that you can mm -hmm. go do it and again stay in that teams uh that team's team team kind of central place yeah it's and, very cool and we've talked about you know project portfolio management systems including project online project server and other um other competing products out there being destination solutions that mm -hmm. like project portfolio management is something somewhere you need to go and log something or represent some data or you know, increment a project schedule. And what we're trying to do is don't go somewhere else. 
just stay in Teams where you're working all day anyway. You're editing documents, you're creating artifacts, you're collaborating with your team, just stay there. And then we'll take care of the data for you. Yep. And for those who uh, Brian mentioned before, you're not really using Teams or maybe, maybe you're only getting, you know, dipping your toe in it, mm -hmm. um, using it for meetings or maybe using it for some document management or some, some team collaboration things. Give it a little bit of time. Um, we were, mm -hmm. you know, about two, two and a half years ago, even as a partner, Teams was brand new and we were kind of like, eh, it's this fancy kind of Skype thing, right? Um, and it does some yeah. other things, but then we really committed to it and we started doing internal lunch and learns and we started really learning the ins and outs of it. And as you mentioned a few minutes ago, now that's, I spend my whole day in Teams and I, I, yeah. I switch over to Outlook as, you know, occasionally. Yeah. There's a few things Teams hasn't done on the mail front that, that I'm sure they'll get there. Um, but after that, I, um, you know, there's and there's some point solutions I get into time to time, but most of the time, all the collaboration on everything is all done right in Teams interface. Right. So, so getting back to concepts, I just want to read through this whole thing. So, transform project and work management into a competitive advantage with a cloud-based modern collaboration tool set that engages everyone in working toward your core objectives. So that's uh, that's yeah. the whole statement there, and the and of course the cloud-based modern collaboration tool set is the Microsoft provided platform centralized in Teams. I was going to say we could, you could almost add the word, I was just going to say centralized into it because there's a lot of cloud, right. a lot of cloud-based solutions, but the the problem right. that you have with those is, um, you know, you're taking your data into all these third-party um, right. clouds and you're not centralizing it into one secure cloud. Right. There's all, all kinds of issues that that creates one the data is not there so you didn't have to right. now th think about connectors or or export import kind of functionality right. um and and two it's it's a different set of security models and everything else that are involved if you have everything right. pretty much consolidated in the microsoft cloud now it's much easier to use, use all this yes it means you're committed to microsoft but most of our customers right. are already committed to microsoft they have been for a long time they're on the platform yeah. um you know they're on that journey and you know, mm -hmm. as they as they get further there and they embrace the modern tool sets, all this just lights up. Yeah, a couple of thoughts come to mind there. So you might be saying to yourself, look, I'm using a competing product, non-Microsoft. I can pull that into Teams. It has a it has a hook, right? So the left can, rail or up, a channel. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. So I open up uh, you know, I've got it in a tab or I've got it on a left rail app. Okay, where's your data going? Where's your data? Mm -hmm. Your data is not going into a centralized, secure, Microsoft-centric cloud. It's going off to um, cloud to be named, right? And then you're using that for some of your projects, and then you're using something else for some, some of your other projects. And then one department's using this, and one department's using that. And pretty, pretty soon, you've got three or four places where you've got project management type and work management type data. Right. So what we're saying is don't like instead of doing that, an alternative would be there are there are many tools within the Microsoft ecosystem that have different levels of project management and work management rigor. You can you you kind of um, you can run the gamut from you've got um, planner, right, which is just for simple task management. You've got project for the web, which is for basic simpler project management. So not task management, but project management with, with an dependencies, constraints, right. dependencies, yep. resources. Yep. Yeah. So you're trying to get something done 
you're trying to do it on a certain schedule, planner is not going to offer you the ability to do that because it doesn't have like a trickle down effect on the rest of the Gantt chart. It doesn't right. have Gantt chart visualization and, and the reporting's quite limited. So you upgrade to project for the web and then you have all that. You've got your Kanban board, you've got your, your Gantt chart, so to speak, they call it a timeline because it's supposed to be simple. Um, you can pull those things fully into teams and then you're, then you can still look at, you know, your project online for your enterprise project management and innovative E can help you pull that entirely to teams as well. So now you've got three different kinds of tools, but your data is still all centralized and you can report on all kinds of work that's going on rather than going off and, and uh, basically going to a shadow IT scenario where it's not endorsed by IT. You're going off and getting, you know, Thursday.org or whatever it is that you're going out and getting. <laughs> and uh, and that thing um, means that your data is over there. You've got different privacy policies that you need to adhere to. You've got another vendor that you've got to worry about. And that data is disconnected from everything else. Yeah, so I'd like to pause there. So you, you made a couple of really good points. You talk about the data being in different places versus being yeah. on a Microsoft platform. You go to thursday.org or com or whatever it is, or these other applications that are out there. I love that. Um, then you, you can, um, you know, you, what's happening there, and, and for a long time I've wanted to write a book, Stop the Insanity, Stop Doing the Same Thing, Expect Different <laughs> Results, right? Because you've been doing this as long as we have. You, you see people do the same things and they expect different results. If people want to push the easy button, they go to thursday.org because I, we, I'm an HR department. I, w I just need to manage these these onboarding activities, or I'm in marketing. I need to manage these campaigns or whatever. Yeah, okay, so there's some templates there, and it may work a little easier to begin with. But what you're doing is you're doing the same thing that people have been doing in IT for 30 years. You're, 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 going, you're, you're going after a point solution with a point application, and you're not thinking through the whole modern way to do it. And that's the, what we're really talking about here in, in a modern kind of work management system. The core to it is you've got to be able to pull things together at the core, and that's why Microsoft built the Power Platform and the Dataverse and Azure and Data Lakes and all those things that they're, that they're making available and over 300 connectors that allow the all this application collaboration. This is the future so that you don't go off and go the, with these shadow IT third-party cloud things, and now you're in the same situation that you are and have been for all these years where you now got all this data in different places. Mm -hmm. Beginning of the podcast, we talked about what project managers, project managers or work managers lament is chasing data. Now you're going over here to get some data, oh, yeah. going over here to get some other data, going over yeah. here to get some other stuff, pulling it into a spreadsheet, munging it together, putting it in a PowerPoint and presenting it. And yeah. you're just creating a ton of work to do nothing but change and present data rather than have the the core data in a common area and start working from there. That is really when you think about what we're doing and what we're trying to do here is we're, we're really just embracing and trying to make this vision that Microsoft has all up for digital transformation, make it a reality for work and project management right. by getting these concepts through and then putting the right kind of um, teeth into from an application layer of making it happen. So Sorry, I get a little animated with this. <laughs> but, but I'm glad you're animated about it because you know that is that is basically the crux of it is but and it is frustrating to kind of see folks go out and and do the point solution thing but it's not their fault i mean they're they're just trying to get something done right yep so yep. they're just trying to get work done and they basically see what they want to get done and what they want to do and they 
they aren't really concerned about the larger organization's data management and things like that because they're tactically trying to address something. And maybe right. it's, and maybe, and those are the people that, you know, we want, we want to try to talk to, and when we're talking to you today is we want to basically show you that it's, you're not going to sacrifice anything anything in the in terms of you know your agility to use a tool or the usability of something of a tool or you know the modern interface that you're looking for but you also can centralize your data and you can report on it centrally and automate that reporting um, of all different kinds of work that's what we're trying to tell you and that's what we're working toward here is you're not right. sacrificing that agility and but microsoft had to make it easier mike i mean it has to be easy because mm -hmm. or else people are going to do that and they're going to navigate toward, I'm just trying to get my stuff done. So I right. just need a tool right. to do that. So that's and, what they and, did. Yep. And there is still a little bit of a gap. I mean, like you said, these, some of these yeah. organizations have templates for an HR department or but these solutions will get there and us will make these solutions better. And they'll right. get to the point where on this, this modern platform, they are there, you know, can really solve these individual point challenges without much, additional work but a, a, a phrase just came to mind i've i don't know why but it was like you know you, you solve if you go and do these point solutions with or point challenges with point solutions you're solving today's challenge but creating tomorrow's headache right so don't do that right yeah you know and, solve yeah. today's challenge and empower and future proof <laughs> tomorrow it's like uh it's like having a, a too good of a time on a saturday night and it's tomorrow's headache. <laughs> that's right so, exactly <laughs> so but if you're if you're um, basically if you're the IT advocate and you're saying okay, I've got this really powerful Microsoft platform, and I really want to make it work for work management scenarios and a variety of different kinds of work, we want to talk to you because we know that you're advocating for keeping the data centralized and you you're basically trying to keep the data in a private secure cloud that you can trust. Um, but yet, you know, you have other needs in the organization and they're going out and they're saying, well, I just want to use this because I like it. Well, we want to talk to you, too, because we can give them a great solution and a great tool, but we can keep that data where you want to keep it. And and now you're, we're almost come full circle to what is a strategic advantage, right? Now with everything right. in one cloud and in one centralized mm -hmm. kind of data and application framework, Mm -hmm. then you can go find out what everyone is doing mm -hmm. and you can take that information and easily make it into um, you know decision making decision support actionable information that mm -hmm. is you know readily available and even further down the road and this is you know we're getting into it and it starts to get a little heady here but the more of this data <laughs> accumulates in these in into your your customer your your right. private cloud there that is part of the Microsoft ecosystem that you purchase and, and more of it accumulates, you can mm -hmm. start to do even more and more interesting things. And there's going to be ex, you know, ma machine learning and AI that you're going to be able to apply to it. You're going to do predictive analysis on mm -hmm. work and project management work. And, you know, it's not quite there yet, but it's getting there quickly. The key is you've got to start the foundational layer. And actually, this is this is true of any data transformation effort. People will talk about this that are data transformation experts or digital transformation experts is that you have to think through the the data layer. The data layer becomes key, 
And what mm -hmm. we're talking about here is enabling these work management systems, work and project management systems today and building these these data structures and building this ongoing thing into the modern um, mm -hmm. platform so that tomorrow you're going to be able to you're going to solve today's challenges and have a lot more tomorrow from a strategic kind of perspective. Right. And you're never going to get that with all these multiple third party point solutions and spare right. data. No. And you're also going to and eventually you're going to really see the cost savings. And it doesn't appear to be, you know, when you look, you know, Thursday.org versus Project for the Web, you know, OK, right. it's not that much this different may, in price per user. Comparing a list like looking at column fodder and saying it has this or it doesn't have that. There's a bigger picture. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's not coming out in that side by side analysis, which is the right. whole the whole picture, because now you have, like you said, you have all these other things that you're doing mm -hmm. in this centralized work and project management um, platform collaboration right. fabric. Yeah, and you're the team's ecosystem. If you're if you're in an organization that has adopted that to some degree, you've already made a decision that that's where you're going to be doing co your collaboration. That right. that's going to be the the system where you collaborate. And where you spend your day, right? Um, it just makes sense that that's where your project management should also be happening, because right. it's project management is about getting things done. It's about collaborating with one another. And I don't, I don't think we talk about collaboration enough when we talk about project management. But it's the people, it's the people doing the work and working with one another that make the difference. That's oh, always absolutely. been my experience. I mean, I can I could plan a, a project to the nth degree and make sure that, you know, I had every hour or every minute of every day accounted for. But what happened was and um, what happened was usually um, it was the team that had to come together and make it happen. And uh, the plan was never completely accurate. Yeah, so, and that's an interesting point there. The team that has to come together and make it happen in a mm -hmm. corporate setting is typically not necessarily the people who came up with the concept, or they're they're the doers, the implementers right. of it. Whether yeah. it's you know IT developers, engineers, whoever, subcontractors, mm -hmm. vendors, you know, the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is that's and and all the tools make collaboration in at that level. Mm -hmm. Collaboration starts at the very beginning. It starts with that's ideation. Right. Right. Yeah. You've got you've got to be able to get the best ideas. You've got to be able to vet those ideas. You've got to be able to then say, all right, we've got those called down to a certain number. We always had there's always, you know, limited resources, budget and time. So you got to say, all right, which of those yeah. are going to give us the best results? So now let's put those through like a business case kind of analysis and right. go through and really vet them and say, if we apply this, what's our return on investment or what strategic mm -hmm. asset are we building or what competitive uh, advantage are we building or what, um, you know, kind of a regulatory compliance thing, a checkbox are we making that we have to do by a certain date? So all that goes into there. And then you come out with, now you get to the point where the doers have to pick it up and start doing it. But the collaboration right. typically has happened in completely different systems all along the way and that data oh, doesn't okay. follow yeah. and these people that were up at the beginning oftentimes are excluded from these tools from what we were saying earlier because they're mm -hmm. uh, because of licensing because of access because they're just not thought about right so it's not it's right. hard to get them into these tools so th the people that were in the very beginning and that's what some customers have told us is we need this whole ecosystem of of stakeholders involved and in everything it's not just the doers and you know Typical tool providers will say, well, well, you got a license. You want this person involved? License. This person involved? Oh, license. Yeah, yeah. This person yeah. involved? License. And and right. those 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 conversations get to be, you know, 
pretty tiresome. Yeah, <laughs> and I if you can just have it in there, <laughs> yeah. When I was working at Microsoft, I had those conversations every day for seven years. But I know, look, I know you look, did. <laughs> look, look, look at it that way, and then I, I always said that you know I didn't want licensing to be an impediment to productivity, and I don't think Microsoft really does either. And that's why they came up with recently that you know what's rolling out right now is that licensing for Project for the Web isn't required if you're a team member providing an update to a task. So yeah, see, that's I mean, key. Wow. That, Microsoft is it is really understanding that yeah. at what they're that the, the key to this is to make as much of the updating and and, and engagement, the collaboration end to end available to everyone. So what you're saying there is anyone with an O365 M365 license that's assigned to a project task can update mm -hmm. that task yeah. without any licensure at all, which completely eliminates right. I mean, yeah, I mean, they the, have to have the office that, license, your Microsoft right. 365 stuff, but every, you, people license the enterprise for that. And it's at any right. level, and it can be like an E1 or a, an F1. And that's always been the complaint before. The customers yeah. have just battled you fought for seven years. We were there side by side with you and other <laughs> folks at Microsoft with sitting with a customer trying to explain to them why, you know, yeah, I know you've got an Office 365 or an M365 license, yeah. but yeah, you got to purchase this essentials license or yeah, you got to purchase right. this other license. And um, it was always, it was always a battle. And, sure, you know, honestly, it was, it was hard to explain. It's like, yeah, if they're just doing an update or just want to see into it. I, I can't tell yeah. you. I, I I know what Microsoft and has look, to make know, money, but now now they get it, and they're and they're solving those yeah. kinds of problems. Of course, you know when you develop software, you want you know it's not free. I mean, you, 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 no. So, but but what what they're doing is a sort of um, a different perspective. Is just by embracing a larger community in the in the project management activity and and in by participating in it, they're embracing a larger community and they're pulling that larger community into um, another workload within the Microsoft Cloud ecosystem, which is not a bad thing. Um, yep. It's and, a very good and thing. And if you're going to build, and if you're going to build strategic advantage through exactly yeah. what you're saying, there's going to be some cost to it and it's going to, it's going to cost will transfer from areas. So now all your users can participate by doing updates. Um, but now you've got some of these power platforms and Azure licensing components that are going to be for a smaller subset of folks, but still are going to be there. So there's some new costs associated with it. But if you're getting strategic advantage, you don't get something for nothing. So, no. you know, you're, you're going to get, <laughs> right. you know, and if you're really thinking strategically around being able to have all up work and project management, visibility, accountability, control, then, you know, this additional investment, you're going to pay a little less here and a little more here, but you're going to get a, a tremendous, a multiplier effect of value out of it. And that's, that's strategic advantage there, right? Right. Yeah. I want to kind of bring it home a little bit, Mike, because we were talking kind of high level concept at the beginning of the conversation. And we said, you know, we want to make the work you're doing, um, basically into the data. So we want to decrease the distance between the work that you're doing and the data that represents it. So that's kind of a heady concept. Right. So let, let me give you the audience some examples of how that already is happening with the uh, Microsoft solution and our Teams for Project Management app added sort of to it. Um, risk and issue logging. Okay, so we talk about risk and issue logging. Okay, so yesterday, Logging a risk meant if you were using Project Online, going to the project team website, if you know the URL for that, or navigating to Project Center and then finding the project and then clicking on it and then going to the project team website and logging risk. Or even worse, 
you're not using project online and you're using um, another system that you log risk, risks and issues in, or you're using Excel. Okay. <laughs> so that's where no. everything stops like Excel. So that's where everything that's right. stops, right? So remember, remember that commercial where like it was Visa or something and they're trying to, there, there's people like, and they're paying, you know, with their card by touch, just in the line. Uh -huh. and like on a very efficient oh, yeah. line and everybody's paying with their credit card by touch. And then you get to the person that's like cash. Right? <laughs> yeah. and the whole line stops and they're like, yeah. Oh God, the whole, everybody's getting frustrated and you're paying with cash. Well, you're using Excel. Okay. So you're using Excel to log risks and issues. Where's your data? It's in Excel. It's in a on your desktop or in a file share. Yeah. yeah. You're not reporting on that data. And if you are, you're basically copying and pasting and re-representing that in PowerPoint. So have a nice day. Yep. Right. Okay. So here's exactly. here's where it comes home for risk and issue logging with the Teams for PM app and Teams and, and leveraging um, the Microsoft ecosystem. If you're chatting in Teams and you're and everybody does that all day long now, your thread of discussion, right? Somebody brings up a, what you feel is a risk or issue. And I've always felt that risks and issues are participatory. It's not the project manager that logs them or or works them. It's the team. Okay. So yeah, this yeah they're, they're really, the ones closest to the work. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, instead of going wherever that heck you went or telling the project manager to log it on their spreadsheet, you right click and you say log risk, and it's right from the chat. So you're logging it right from the chat. And where does it go? It goes into the dataverse, which is the database behind all this stuff. And then it surfaces where? In a report automatically, in a central screen automatically for editing. And, and it creates an awareness on the project team immediately about the issue or risk that you're logging. And it goes back into Project Online or Project for the Web. Yeah, and it'll, it goes back into that destination system, right? Project Online. It, it'll, it'll, it's bi-directional. So if you did go over there and look for it, it's over there too. That's, that's application that's application collaboration right there. Application and, it, and, it collaboration. and it shortens the distance, like you said, between yep. the work and yep. the and, and the reporting or management of the work. And to your point, what happens and, and people will belabor this, but it's it's so true. Risk and issues are, are just under utilized in, in terms of oh, project God. management until the end. And then yeah. then somebody has an Excel spreadsheet or even worse, they have a notepad with them all on there, uh -huh. right? They're like, oh, we got all these problems. Well, a lot of those were there all along, but nobody logged them because it was hard to do. Right. And the data was just, it, it was, you, you put it in different sheet areas like spreadsheets or whatever. Now, mm -hmm. by, by having, by reducing this distance, the data gets there and now you have something to actually manage. Right. Yeah. I mean, People who have worked on my project teams or with me in the past are saying, well, here, here goes Brian again on risk management. <laughs> but it, it's always been a huge thing for me. Maybe it was because my dad was in insurance. I don't know. It was instilled at a young <laughs> age. I'm not sure. But, or am I? But, <laughs> but, but basically, you know, risk management um, is so important. If you, if you guys aren't doing it and you're not doing it effectively, then that's why. That's why your projects aren't. Are, are late. That's why they're the scope creep. Right. That's why your customers don't understand what they're getting. Um, it's risk management, people. Um, it's a big part and, of it. And, and it is, and and it's enlightening when you when you think about those concepts and you bring them to a collaborative space on your project team. So so we'll talk about that more, I think, on this podcast. But 
One, one other thing to add there about the risk management, and some people may be saying, Brian, well, we do fine without any formal risk management. Okay, you you're don't not. have a formal risk management. Well, what's happening is you're, you're the, the team members, the people that are doing it, the architects, whoever are, are associated with it, they're doing that risk management. And they're doing yeah. it through collaboration. Um, it, it, it may just be, you know, a dialogue, audio, um, a, a Teams chat. It may be on an Excel log. Or it may be otherwise done. But the risk management is happening if projects mm -hmm. are being successful, mm -hmm. risk and issue management. So um, we'll pontificate on that another time. But uh, yeah. So, um, and then once the data is centralized, Mike, we can drive decisions from valuable insight. So like it's like we talked about. So you don't have to worry about whether you're centralizing your data or not. We'll take care of that for you with the teams for PM app and teams and project working together in, in a, in a, as a unit. Um, you're just going to basically get your automated status reporting. You're going to get your executive dashboarding and the data is going to be consistent because it's going in in a consistent way and it's going in an automated way. So that's how we're going to get you that it's the, Spend less time creating status reports and manual repre manually representing the data. Spend more time doing the actual work. Um, yep. Another and, way and, that and manage, yeah, and managing by exception, right? When you have that right. data, then then managers aren't chasing the data. This is a, it's a recurring theme. You're not chasing data. Right. You're doing something. You're spending more time doing something about it. Right. I want to give the audience one more bring it home sort of way that we're reducing. Um, the distance and increasing the proximity, right, of the data and the work that that's going on. It, it's the document creation and the document collaboration and document editing. Okay, so a lot of you are thinking, are saying, okay, I, I'm using Teams, but I'm just basically putting my documents in a file folder within Teams, but I'm not using the co-authoring and the editing capabilities of Teams yet, because I'm, and what you are doing is you're emailing your documents around still as attachments, and uh, you need people. Please stop doing that. No, I just want to. So yeah. So basically, Again, stop <laughs> yeah. stop doing these crazy things, right? It's gonna yeah. go in the book. <laughs> right. So so basically, if you're creating project artifacts, edit them within Teams, and you can still use the full capability of Word or Excel or PowerPoint within teams and just and do use the co-authoring capabilities within that file folder structure create the project artifact and the project document document that you're working on right there inside of the channel that's for that project um, so that you're not emailing things around e even if you're doing external sharing try to pull your guests um, into teams as well and share the channel with them even if they're external um, because that just in, and we're doing that with all of our customers now um, we're pulling them into our team's environment and we're collaborating on project, collaborating on the documents. So that's another way. To Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a fantastic way. We do it every day, every day. Yep. It's been a great um, catch up, Mike, and a great episode. Yeah. Of Are you done yet? So, I mean, we're continuing to hone and work on these uh, concepts and we'd love to hear from you. So, again, um, you, you know, if you know us, ping us. When we post this on LinkedIn or YouTube, send us a comment um, and or, you know, send us an email at info at innovative-e.com. Yep. Sounds great. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, everybody. All right. Till next time. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.